Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show family. We invite you to this holy hour of power. This is not low-energy Catholic radio. We're two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. And I'm Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. Glad to be back. Yes, I have to tell people I was out <clears throat> covering for my wife, who was, who was babysitting our, our grandson, but she was in need of helping our next granddaughter, who was just born, with mama because of the c-section so i've had my little grandson two and a half years old running around with grandpa and uh, <laughs> one of the guys texted me about mass tomorrow at 1 30 in the morning i responded to him said yeah there's mass at 9 a.m i'll see you there he says this morning what the heck are you doing at 1 30 in the morning i said changing diapers brother <laughs> <laughs> so i and I, you know what jesse every action's like a blank check i knew i was serving god by serving that little boy and I and just just a quick note, when I held my granddaughter, she's only six pounds and four ounces, she's a real tiny thing. And I think about what the world is saying to these little babies that are inside mother's wombs, like that little baby, and saying they're not worth anything and they're so vulnerable. Right. And I'm holding yeah. that baby and it just I, I was moved for tears to say, Wow, we were all there at one time. So I just wanna mention it because I think we all need to up our game when it comes to defending life. And and I'll just say this. I'm out, I'm gonna go on record as saying that unborn children are persons, okay? I'll just say that right now. Brother. You're laughing. You know what I mean. Okay, Jess, hit, uh, what else? Terry, what's your granddaughter's oh, name, by the way? Little Can... Sophia Vera. My oh, mom's wow. name was so, Vera. Sophia what a beautiful Vera. name. Yeah. Sophia? Yeah. It yeah. means wisdom. Exactly. Vera means truth. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Jesse, you took your words. Yeah. <laughs> You're a smart guy. But, you know, today's topic sits around, right around what we're going to be talking about. The way the family goes is the way the culture goes. Yeah. And right now... We have some people in our government who want to do a same-sex marriage bill. They call it respect for marriage. Give me a break, Jesse. Let's really it, call it, it, it what the it bill is. should the bill should be called disrespect for marriage. There you go. There yeah, you that's go. what it should be called, Terry. And the reason is is because we have a we have a bunch of secular humanist, moral relativists that run the country. Yep. Uh, to me, they they remind me they they remind me of zombies, and I say that because. When you when you see those zombies on television, yeah. they have no no heart. They're heartless, yeah. and and all they want to do is bring upon death. And they have no moral conscience either. Their conscience is always thinking about death, death. That's what we have here with a lot of politicians in suits and and pantsuits. You know, Nancy Pelosi. Yep. They're simply uh, American zombies. That's what they are. They're heartless and they're soulless. And they're mindless. And Jesse, the way to get to that point is not to have God in your life. Really? Yes, there you go. That's the yeah. key with a the zombie. They have no clue on their, yes. what, their reason why they're here. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm Jess, let's get to some soul. I, I'm kind of fired up because I've been off, what, Thursday, Friday? Yeah. And now yeah. Monday, too. I'm like, let, what? Let me, let me mention just a couple of news items, let, and then we'll jump into some soul food. Yes, sir. Uh, number one, one of the government's first non-binary officials... Oh, no. uh, Sam Brinton, he's yeah. the, he, uh, that's Biden's deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition at the department's energy office of nuclear energy. Guess what? Yeah. He was just he was just caught. He's been charged with stealing a woman's designer suitcase for the baggage claim at St. Minneapolis Airport in September. Uh, at first, he denied it. But now he's admitted it uh, that he was shoplifting. It was repeatedly worth two thousand three hundred twenty five dollars. Wow. This Biden employee 
who was shoplifting. Again, he's a deputy assistant secretary for the Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy. He's he called himself binary, which means or not non-binary, um, which means he's not male nor female. He yeah. doesn't know what he is. Yeah. Next, majority of COVID deaths are among the vaccinated. Yep. A majority of Americans dying with the coronavirus are people who have received COVID shots, according to a new analysis of federal and state data. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to the Washington Post. Uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation says we can no longer say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well Next said. news item. Well said. Anti-LGBTQ gunmen identifies as non-binary. The, the, the leftist media doesn't know what to do with this. The 22-year-old suspect who allegedly killed five and, and wounded 17 others when he opened fire inside a gay nightclub in Colorado last week identifies as non-binary. Yeah. And he says, and, and he uses they, them pronouns according to court documents. So uh, in addition, the gunman's public defenders refer to their client as MX. Uh, so this revelation that he's non-binary, it comes after the shooting was nearly universally condemned as an LGBT hate crime. Huh. Now, now we're finding out he's actually part of the LGBT community. Yeah, yeah that took Next. a little bit. Yeah, it took a little bit. Reporter behind false Russian missile story fired. Journalist James Laporta, an Associated Press reporter involved in breaking the false story that Russia launched the missiles that killed two civilians in Poland, has reportedly been fired. That's good news. Yes. The Associated Press issued a correction on November 16th, a day after publishing the story, stating that subsequent reports revealed the missiles were most likely fired by Ukraine. Terry. Yeah. Jesse, one more quick note, because you mentioned about uh, the COVID. Dr. Scott will be on our show Friday and he's going to be talking about the defeat of the medical dictatorship, which is, I think mm. everybody needs to hear. Jesse, I just have one thought before we get to the gospel, and that is about Advent, because we're, you know, we're in the first week of Advent. This is a season it can be easily overlooked by us Catholics, having been largely uh, submitted by the, you know, basically run by the secular Christmas season. Yeah. So let us be careful, Father says, however, not to lose the graces which are offered us during this beautiful season of God's grace. The liturgical color of Advent is predominantly violet, indicating, are you ready? Do you hear this one from your pulpit? Penance and the expectation of Christ. Nevertheless, the proper prayers of the season are full of hope and joy, and the Christmas uh, greatest song of joy, the Alleluia, has always been said. Now, this Advent theme for joyful hope mixed with penance can in fact be applied to our lives here on planet earth as a whole because guess what Jess? we've been saying it for years we are we are all sinners and in need of penance we are also away from our true home heaven one of the beautiful latin names for heaven is patria as means mm. our fatherland i never mm. really thought about that Jess. our fatherland this life should be for us a journey towards our fatherland our expectation looking forward there's something better and permanent. I hope so, Jess. Despite the weariness of life away from our true homies home in, in this home, this valley of tears, we say at the rosary, yeah. we should, however, also have true joy. We can rejoice in God's great love for us in the estimable gift of his sanctifying grace, which is participation in his very life in the church, the sacraments, his holy mother, whom he has given to us to be our mother, and innumerable graces which are offered every day in order to what? Save souls. Hit it, Jess. 
Good stuff, Terry. Today's gospel, according to St. Luke, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. This to me, uh, this is directly speaks to politicians and unbelieving, the unbelieving uh, globalist elites. Here's what it says. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, in other words, you know, academia, uh, the rich and famous, uh, you know, Wall Street, uh, the World Economic Forum, you know, all the movers and shakers, all the supposedly very smart people. It says, uh, you have hid these things from the wise and the learned. You have revealed them to the childlike. I always tell my wife that heaven's going to be full of simple, pious Catholics (laughs) that just had the simple piety and faith and prayed the rosary and went to mass and lived in a state of grace. They don't know theology. They don't know scripture. They don't know salvation history. They just had simple childlike faith that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Yes, Father. Such has been your gracious will. Notice God the Father has God the Father has a will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal Him. My my prayer is that that uh, God the Son Jesus will reveal to to Muslims that God that Allah is a Father. That revelation hasn't happened yet. Turning to the disciples in private, He said, "Blessed are the eyes that." that see what you see for I say to you many prophets and kings desire to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear but did not hear it the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ great commentary brother Jess I love it yeah last thing I'll say is is, is you also see in this uh, today's gospel you see the divinity of Jesus Christ the son of God Uh, that's that's uh, and you can also see that he's the heir, the heir apparent of his father's authority. Of his father's authority, he's the heir of his father's estate, which is yeah. heaven. Amen. Uh, you know, if, if, if God would have a, a living trust, Jesus is the the heir apparent <laughs> of that estate. You. And you see, you also see in this today's gospel that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are equal. They're equal in being, and uh, no one of them possesses more of the divine life and knowledge than another. Since the Son is no less perfect than the Father, He's uniquely qualified to reveal the inner life of the Trinity to the whole world. And that's what He did in today's Gospel. Wow. When we come back, I'm going to have a quote from Fulton Sheen. He was having a conversation with Cardinal Seurat. And wait till you hear what Cardinal Seurat has to say about what's going on today. It fits our topic of the scheduled program today. Also, I just want to let you know Bishop Strickland will be with Jesse and myself tomorrow. What's he, what's he going to talk about here? About the... reparation for Excellent. sins against uh, the the Immaculate Heart of Mary and about uh, the world. And he's going to talk about the sins of the church, too, and that we need to make reparation for uh, false teachings. And things. Uh, this is like a bishop <laughs> coming out and saying, you know what, guys? Time to get on our knees and make reparation. I agree, Bishop. I've been trying to listen. I've been talking about that. But it's nice to hear it from a bishop from of a the bishop. Catholic Church. Yeah. Stay with us, family. Wait till you hear this quote from Cardinal Seurat regarding marriage and life, family life. Stay with us. We'll come right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess, we just got word. Charles Cologne, 
He's starting our show back with uh, Mac with our uh, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You know, he was sick. I told all of our listeners we had a delay there, and he's starting back up with us. So I awesome. think people should really listen to this man because he he's one of those guys that's high information on all levels. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a. Uh, World-class historian, too, Terry. Yeah, yeah, on, so he's on, back. On Catholic we, Church. We just put him on, on our staff, and he got sick, and then he's back on now, so we're really Praise happy. God. Hey, let's bring the awesome. smartest guy into the room right now for full yep. Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Hey, Bishop Sheen's with Cardinal Seurat, one of my favorite cardinals in the Catholic Church, Jesse. And uh, I got this quote from my friend, well, Bishop Strickland. He sent this tweet. He said, Dear Christians, he said, Dear Terry and Jesse and listeners of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, fight against an, any unnatural law that one would like to impose on you. Like the one we're going to talk about, Jess. Hmm. Oppose any law against life, against the family. Be among those who take the opposite direction. And then the Cardinal tells us, Dare to go against the current. Well, Jess, that's exactly what we're talking about today is we have to go against the current. And what is the current? That update, the Democrats want a same-sex marriage bill, and they're advancing it into the Senate. And today, Jess, why don't you give us an update on what's happening with that bill and how we can, with our prayers and our actions, try and stop this. Yeah. Uh, the, the lefty political planners are great at coming up with appealing names for laws <laughs> that accomplish the exact opposite exactly. of, what, of what those names promise. Remember the, re, recall the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare. Well, guess what? That law wound up costing most people more for health care than before the misnamed legislation. Yep. And, and now uh, we're, we're, we're being presented with something called the Respect for Marriage Act. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. It should be actually called the Disrespect for Marriage Act. But again, the left... They're masters at verbal engineering. Exactly. The, this bit of political sleight of hand doesn't respect marriage at all, at least not marriage as, as it's always been understood prior to the Obergefell decision, yep. which was just a few years ago. What we have here instead is a brazen attempt to force people of faith into accepting relationships that are contrary to God's law. And consequently... They've been considered evil by virtually every traditional religion from the beginning of civilization. The Disrespect for Marriage Act, as I'm going to call it, is a predictable extension of Obergefell versus Hodges, the notorious 2015 Supreme Court case that declares same-sex couples have a right to marry under the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment. My take is that marriage is not a constitutional issue. It's a moral issue. So marriage should be defined and regulated by God's word, not by some liberal Supreme Court justices in 2015. That's my take. And Jesse, St. Thomas Aquinas, would, if he was alive today and he saw this going through, he'd say this is an unjust law and uh, it's not a law at all. And so I'm not going to honor it. I can tell you if this thing goes through, I'm not going to change one statement that I say about a biblical worldview yeah. on marriage. And if that means, like you and I talked about years ago, maybe one day we'd be thrown into prison for saying marriage is between a man and a woman. Well, it appears that we're getting close to that time, Jesse. And is it, is it a sad, Terry, that this is happening under the second Catholic president in the United yes, States? Yes, scandalous. This, 
And and uh, you would think, I mean, like we're, the Pope or his bishop would speak to him and say, you can't do this. Right. Uh, but we hear we hear crickets, Terry, from well, well, uh, from our religious leaders. Well, Jesse, you, do you know why? Because the kingship of Christ isn't being preached anymore. We just celebrated no. that feast because what that taught us is that our teachings of creation, the teachings of Jesus Christ, yes. is not being proclaimed. Then why would you implement it if it's not going to be proclaimed? And that's what's happening. We we don't realize it. I know that. Tomorrow, when Bishop Strickland comes on our show, we're going to talk about reparation and atonement mm-hmm. for these sacrileges that are going on in our country and in our church. And that, to me, is the proper response, not to say, oh, well, well, you know, I, I can't, what can I do? You can do a lot. We're going to talk yeah. more about what we can do, Jeff. By the way, Biden takes credit for the 2015 Oberfeld decision, Joe Biden. Remember, his, he made the comment yeah. about convincing Obama, remember? Yeah, oh, because Obama wasn't was- for homosexual uh, right. so-called he marriage said, no it'll kill us if we push it for that right now and and uh, and and biden convinced him to do it yep. and biden has, has actually performed so-called homosexual Many marriages times. two of them yep, in inside the white house yep so the uh there's a uh, there's a homosexual journal uh it's called the advocate oh yeah it's a, it's a magazine yeah, mm-hmm. this legislation the advocate says this about what's going on right now this legislation would codify federal marriage equality by guaranteeing the federal rights, benefits, and obligations of marriages in federal code, repeal the discriminatory discriminatory Defense of Marriage Act signed by Barack Obama, uh, by I mean uh, uh, Bill Clinton, by the way, yep. which restricted marriage to one man and one woman, and affirmed that public acts, records, and proceedings should be recognized by all states. The implication of this far-reaching and not just limited to public agencies or programs. What governments must recognize, companies and private citizens are compelled to recognize as well. This means, for instance, that you have an, if you have an apartment to rent, you can't right. refuse to rent it to a same-sex couple, yep. whatever your moral convictions. There are churches and individual believers that take comfort in certain protections the Respect for Marriage Act allegedly affords. For instance, that clergy wouldn't be forced into conducting same-sex weddings. This hope has been embraced enthusiastically by those politically correct denominations that represent themselves as welcoming and inclusive communities. And The Advocate, again, this this homosexual magazine, reports that a group of senators has proposed an amendment stipulating that no nonprofit religious organization would have to provide goods, services, or facilities for wedding ceremonies or receptions, and it clarifies that the federal government would not have to recognize Poly, polygamous marriages. <laughs> but then it was promised that under Obamacare, if you like your current insurance plan, you can keep it. That's just words. Yeah. Ask, ask the many people who found their company paid policies canceled how well that pledge worked out. It didn't. And, and Jesse, if this Respect for Marriage Act passes, which I hate calling it that, it would inevitably provide the basis for such actions here that would be an offense against freedom of speech, right, against freedom of religion, and against the Constitution, and against the law of God. I make a prediction, Jesse, that I think if this got through, I think the Supreme Court would have to overturn this. This, my, I'm just saying, it, it seems to me that uh, if this goes through, many of us who stand for what has been stood for 5,000 years for marriage and family are going to uh, reject. It will be the penalties could be jail time. 
That's right. Uh, and that's what we're looking at, Terry, right now. Crazy. Under this, Crazy. Yeah, under, this, under the Biden regime. Yep. And, and you know, Jesse, this is something that I'm going to say again. A couple years ago, think about everybody. When we were, I'm just going to bring it up, the economy was great. Gas was $2.25 a gallon. And uh, we were not in a war. And the, we said that, you know, in the debates for the presidential stuff, I'm going to be for killing unborn babies. I'm going to shut your, your, your power off. No more drilling. All this kind of stuff. And I'm saying to myself, nobody's going to pick this guy. I just can't believe that that happened. I still have reservation about it. But my point is, look what happened in two years, Jesse. And now Biden says, what am I going to do different? Nothing. Well, Terry, again, what I, I told you, half of the country, they, they're, they're zombies in terms of the way they think. They're heartless. They have no moral conscience. That's evident. They just, they just basically walk around uh, and it, without a, with a malformed moral conscience and, and with a hardened heart. And this is why we have politicians like Biden in the and, White and House. And Jesse, one more element. I don't want to get the political, but I've talked to enough people who said anything but Trump. They yeah. didn't want Trump because he's a mean person. <laughs> and again, I feel, what's the policies and the personality? I'm not interested in your personality. I don't care if you, you know, I mean, I care for your salvation of your soul, but your policies, when I'm voting for your policies, not for your personality or the way you part your hair, I yeah. care less about your hair shampoo. You're or not voting you for a pastor. You're voting for somebody who exactly. knows how to run a country. Know, yeah, run a country. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Terry. Uh, no. Kudos to Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Oh, yeah, he the, said uh, it right here. Right yeah, here. in the article, he does stand up for the Catholic faith. He's the chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee for Religious Liberty, Timothy Dolan from New York. He says, in any context in which conflicts between religious beliefs and, same, and same-sex civil marriages arise, yep. the act will be used as evidence that religious believers must surrender to the state's interest in recognizing same-sex civil marriages. Wedding cake bakers, faith-based adoption and foster care providers, religious employers seeking to maintain their faith identity, faith-based housing agencies are all at risk of of discrimination under this legislation. Uh, He says, I've spoken with my congressional representative, and he assures me that such civil liberty risks can be avoided by fixing the Disrespect for Marriage Act before it's enacted into law. Yeah, good luck, partner. Yeah. Once more, our experience with Obamacare is relevant. Remember the Little Sisters of the Poor prevailed in court? Yep. Over their refusal to include coverage of abortion and birth control in the insurance plan for their lay employees. Yep. Yet Yet to this day, Terry, they continue to endure legal harassment. We Catholics have recently marked the end of our liturgical year by, by celebrating the solemnity of Christ the King. Amen. Well, it's nice that such a feast is still in our liturgical calendar, but the sad reality is, is that the kingship of Christ and the respect for his holy law are acknowledged by fewer and fewer people all the time. Case in point, the Respect for Marriage Act which would which should more accurately be called the disrespect for marriage act is only the latest sign that our society has become almost overwhelmingly secular and humanist this piece of legislation is nothing more than a tool for religious persecution against us get ready because the persecution is coming and Jesse I want to add that with our holy mother the church right now in the sense that in the congregations we have become so influenced by the world. We're supposed to influence the world, not the world influencing us. And you can see even uh, in the 1960s with the Protestant churches, they lost roughly half of their membership in the 60s. 
because they decided to be one with the world regarding abortion, contraception. The more we compromise our faith, then and the more relevant the church is, uh, the, these teachings, the less we become Catholic and more people will leave us more and more. Catholics should learn from our Protestant brothers that being trendy is a, re- re- is a recipe for suicide. So we have to stand up and not be going, well, I mean, it's legal. Doesn't that make it right? No. So anyhow, that's my thought, Jess. Yeah, yeah, Terry. Uh, the article also says that in reality, the Respect for Marriage Act contains the very real and imminent threat of civil suit. Oh, yeah. And even criminal prosecution for resisting recognition or accommodation of same-sex couples. Consider the poor bakers, Christian Baker in Colorado, mm-hmm. who's still being persecuted yep. over his refusal to provide a custom-decorated cake for a same-sex wedding, even after his religious rights, rights were affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court. Blessed are the persecuted. They will see the kingdom of God. Yes. Wow, Jesse. And we come back. How can Catholics urge Republicans to change their marriage vote? And how what we can do. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. You know, Sister Lucia, one of the Fatima visionaries, revealed to Cardinal Carlo Cafara that, quote, there would be a final battle by Satan over marriage and family. Guess what? We are seeing it right now in living color. Absolutely. Yeah, this is the prophecy of uh, Sister Lucia uh, in living color right now before our eyes. Terry, there's a great organization. We use their their commentaries all the time, Catholic Vote. Yep. These guys are putting feet feet to the fire of Catholic politicians. Right. And uh, they've put out an article, How Catholics Can Urge Republicans to Change Their Marriage Vote. Why? What happened? When you look at the Democrat Party platform, they're, they're pro-homosexual so-called marriage. The Republican Party platform is pro-traditional or natural marriage. While you have, you have rhinos, you have betrayers yeah. within the Republican Party that jump ship. Yep. And Catholic votes calling them out. You bet. Catholic vote is calling on Catholics to contact the 12 Republican senators who voted with the Democrats to advance the so-called Respect for Marriage Act in the Senate. In other words, they went against their own party platform. <clears throat> These 12 Republicans, whose names and office phone numbers are, are in the article, go to vmpr.org, vmpr.org, or go to my website, jesseromero.com, jesseromero.com. They've betrayed their constituents by voting for the radical Democrat-backed bill to redefine marriage and attack the religious freedom of those who still believe in marriage between a man and a woman. And so Catholic Vote stated in an email to Catholics in 10 states, uh, these are the people that we want you to contact. And again, their, their name and number is on the article. Wow. Uh, the senators, Roy, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Shelley Moore, Moore Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins, that's no surprise, of Maine, <laughs> Joni Ernst of Iowa, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski, Murkowski again, no, no, no surprise, surprise, of Alaska, Dan Sullivan of Alaska, Rob Portman of Ohio, no surprise there, Mitt Romney of Utah, no surprise there, Ted Young of Indiana. 
these senators usually ask for feedback from citizens from their own state. So it's imperative that Catholics in these 10 states contact their senators as soon as possible. Uh, and uh, again, voice their opinion. Be, yeah, and, and, and voice your opinion, be respectful. Yep. And remember that this this bill that they voted on, the Respect for Marriage Act, which is anything but respecting marriage, it goes further than simply codifying same-sex marriage into law. It would mandate every state to recognize any and all marriages contracted in other states, but not just same-sex marriages, any legal marriage. And what's of great concern to us as Catholics is the religious freedom protection included in the Senate version of the bill. They're utterly inadequate, Terry. Yeah, and Jesse, St. John Paul II wrote back in the early 90s, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. So we have to stand up for marriage and, and again, I was talking off the air with Jesse and saying, man, a biblical worldview, if only that could prevail in our culture, because then we, would, we wouldn't have all this nonsense that comes in that says, oh, product of conception. I mean, killing unborn babies. They're changing the words of all this. The point I'm trying to convey here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we want to give you the tools to have a biblical worldview on whatever topic comes across so that we can stand up for life. And I say this, Jesse, and I realize many of us, if this goes through and they're, you know, they do what they're going to do, you know, we have to just stand up to it and say, no, we don't, we don't acknowledge this as a law because it's an unjust law yeah. that goes against God's laws. And just like in the Old Testament stories of Maccabees and all the rest, we know, hey, who are you going to serve, God or man? And I know what I'm going to do, Jess. I'm going to continue to preach the word of God's biblical worldview on marriage. But that doesn't mean I can't tell our listeners, just let's do everything in our power to try and stop this from happening. And it's going to take a little bit because they, they, uh, they're trying to get this through by the end of the year, Jesse, because they know the Dem- Democrats will not have the House to approve this. So they have to do this in the next, what, five weeks, four weeks, Jess? Is that, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, they're short. You're right. They got. If they don't do it now. It's, they got a small window to do it. Um, Tom McCluskey from from Catholic Vote, mm-hmm. he says about this uh, disrespect for marriage act. He says it merely states an insincere recognition of religious liberty and conscience rights. Yes, but it does not offer any meaningful protections for those rights. This leaves Catholic individuals and institutions vulnerable to countless lawsuits. Catholic schools, Catholic charities, and other institutions of faith will be vulnerable to multiple lawsuits and government harassment that could threaten their tax-exempt status and ability to serve the public. So we're asking you to contact your senator now, especially if you live live in these 10 states, by, you know, get the article, vmpr.org or jesseromero.com. And uh, remember, the Senate still has to vote on this awful bill at least two more times. Yes, two more times. And the Republican senators who voted to advance it must be convinced to change their vote. I know there's two Republicans that are already uh, breaking rank, and they're saying, you know what, I regret voting for this. So there's already two that uh, have have said, you know what, I need to go back to the party platform of the Republican Party. Jesse, got big news here. Yeah. United States Catholic Conference just came out with this uh, five minutes ago. Uh, Dear Senator and Representatives, are you ready? He says, as Congress weighs further towards this potential bill, 
uh, misnamed Respect for Marriage Act. Thank you, bishops. <laughs> we write to reiterate, reiterate our firm opposition to the bill and to imply, implore Congress to reverse its course. I like this, Jesse. It's strong language. Good. Tragically, Good. Congress' consideration of the RMA now takes place in the wake of heroic attack in Colorado Springs. We echo the statement of our brother bishops of Colorado Springs in condemnation of this senseless crime. Our opposition to RMA by no means condones any hostility towards anyone who experiences same-sex attraction. Catholic teaching on marriage is inseparable from Catholic teachings on the inherent dignity and the worth of every human being. So people who have same-sex attraction, yes, they have an indignity, yes, to live a chase. To attack one is to attack the other. Congress must have the courage to defend both. See, basically what he's pointing out is the hypocrisy of Congress reporting for this Respect for Marriage Act. Now, they also say this act rejection of timeless truths about marriage is evident on its face and in its purpose. It would also betray our country's commitment to the fundamental right of religious liberty, as detailed in the explanation appended to this letter and in previous communications. Now, here's the next paragraph. Unfortunately, a number of religious groups and senators are asserting that the amendment text of the RMA sufficiently protects religious freedom, which it doesn't. From the perspective of the U.S. Catholic Conference of Catholic Bishops, thank you guys, whose mm. bishops' ministries comprise the largest non-government provider of social services in the United States, a provisions of act that relate to religious liberty are insufficient. Well said. If passed, the Amendment Act will put the ministries of the Catholic Church, the people of faith, and other Americans who uphold the traditional meaning of marriage at greater risk of government discrimination. This bill is needless, harmful, and must be voted down. At the same time, Congress and our nation as a whole must resolve to foster a culture where every individual as a child of God is treated with respect and compassion. Please know of my prayers. Here's my point. This Sunday, Jesse, all this should be read at every parish. That was a good statement by the bishops. It Great was. statement. But, Powerful. Yes, but now, now it goes down to the local parishes and it, yeah. it is an uproar. You know, 14,000 parishes in the United States and now we go after these, these uh, politicians who are going to vote for it. This is something that years ago, Jesse, the Catholic Church had no problem standing up for the decency rights for movies, all these things and moral issues. They got us fired up by saying the bishops told us that well, this is what we need to do. So I'm happy to see that they came out with this, Jess. Yep. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart. Yeah. That means chaste, chest, yeah, for they shall see God. you got to have a pure heart. And uh, it reminds me also of, a, of the Our Lady of Fatima. Yes. More souls go to hell oh, yeah. because of the sins of the flesh than for any other reason. Everything we do and say as Catholics, it must be for the salvation of souls. And uh, I know that the left yes. thinks that you know we're backwards and that we're on the <laughs> wrong side of history. No, they're on the wrong side of history because history hinges on the person of Jesus Christ. Okay, and that's what we're celebrating this Advent season. Good job. And we want we need to reclaim this Amen. that perspective 
that this, this world belongs to Jesus Christ because he shed his blood 2,000 years ago and he claims every inch of planet Earth because he died for every sinner on planet Earth. <laughs> and so every, right. every drop of blood Man. has claimed planet Earth for, under the kingship of Christ. So when people say, you guys are on the wrong side of history, you guys are backwards, you guys are old-fashioned, say, no, no. Prior to, to the Obergefell decision, guess what? For thousands and thousands of years, all religions believed that homosexual sex, sodomy, was sinful, an abomination, and unnatural. Let me tell you something right now, Terry. I don't care what the Democrats do here. I'll tell you one religion that will never cave in, Islam. Um, I don't think our faith will ever cave in. At least the true Catholics are not going to cave in. Uh, you know, we have we have some imposters. Father James Martin. You have 14 LGBT bishops. Yep. Uh, I don't they're, they're probably going to be quiet about this. But when you look at the dro- doctrine of our church, it's bulletproof when it comes to this issue. And d- we'll demonstrate some of the quotes out of the catechism. when We come back from our break. Just so you know, because this is the model that comes from God from. I mean, can you imagine our father give us, gives us this model and then the audacity of some men and women who say, no, I got a better idea. What do they think they are? Like Ford dealer says, I got a better idea. Yeah. This, is, this is what I call incredible hypocrisy for our leaders to do this. And also pride goes before the yeah. fall. They think they can do something that God has condemned. God have mercy on them. Let's try and convince them to turn away from that sin because we want to see them in heaven also. And again, when we come back, we'll show you and demonstrate to you why this is, you know, God's plan versus man's plan. And yeah. man, I'll vote every time for God's plan, Jeff. Yeah, well, just, well, yeah, I want to just share with you what does the Catholic Church yeah. teach marriage is? You got it. What does the church teach? What marriage is? There's four F's F, 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 F. Yeah, we'll hey, go through that. Family. We'll be right yep. back. You got it. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. As Catholics, there's the the catechetical tradition in paragraph 1867. It says that there are four sins that cry to heaven. Four. These are the worst sins. Number one, the blood of Abel. That's... That's intentional murder of an innocent person. Number two, the sin of the sodomites. That's the practice of homosexuality. Three, the cry of the people oppressed in Egypt. That's slavery. And four, the cry of the foreigner, the widow, and the orphan, injustice to the wage earner. Again, uh, that's slave labor. Uh, those are the four worst sins. And and Terry, just based on just on a natural Law argument. Yeah, I'll tell you what's so dangerous about this this whole you know so called same sex marriage. Tell us, Jess. Just and when you when I talk to people that have these proclivities that are Catholic, yeah, I say, don't you realize that you're putting? It's a medical fact that people that that are practicing the homosexual lifestyle statistically they're more likely to experience number one. A shortened lifespan. They Suicide, die sooner right? than heterosexuals. Number two, yeah. clinical higher rates of clinical depression. Of course, of course. Number three, higher rates of drug and alcohol abuse. And, and number four, mm-hmm. life-ending diseases. What do I mean by life-ending diseases? M- many people have died of AIDS, 
now we have a, n- a new outbreak as a result of sodomies called monkeypox. Yep. Which, uh, again, practicing homosexuals, they face a nearly 30 times higher risk of HIV and an 80 times higher rate of anal cancer, as well as an elevated risk of other cancers and STDs. In fact, when they talk about STDs, the uh, as a result of of, uh, of of all the STDs that are coming into the world as a result of uh, the these perverse lifestyles, uh, this the average life expectancy of sexually active homosexual males is reduced by about, by about eight years. And so that's just on a medical level. Yes. On a spiritual level, this offends God. Why does it offend God? Because God gave us marriage for four reasons. Marriage, the theology of marriage, and it was, again, kind of resurrected once again by Pope John Paul II, rest in peace, he said marriage requires four F's. This sacrament requires four F's. First of all, marriage is a sacrament, which means what? It means that the both, both the baptized persons, through their marital life and through the marital act and through everything that involves marriage, praying together, you know, you know working side by side together, raising the kids, all of this... They confer grace upon each other. They're making each other holy as a result of this institution. Now, do two men sodomizing each other in a in a house? Does this do they confer grace upon each other? Do they make it? Does that make them holier? No, it's impossible because the very act itself offends God. Yep. Two women, two lesbians living together, you know, doing the things that lesbians do with each other. Does that bring? Uh, does that confer God's grace upon each other? No, it doesn't. Because when you're, spirit, when you're intimate with your covenant spot, your sacramental spouse, Father Ripperger says two things either happen. You bring God into the room or, or Satan into the room. The marital act, because it confers grace upon your other spouse, you're either bringing God into the picture, into your bedroom, or you're bringing a demon into your bedroom. Well... If sodomy is occurring in your bedroom, guess what? Uh, that's not bringing God into the bedroom. In fact, St. Catherine of Siena says that action itself brings demons into the bedroom. Yep. Also, Pope John Paul II talks about the four F's of marriage. Freedom, faithfulness, fruitfulness, and forever. All right. Uh, so can homosexuals, is there, is there free, do they have freedom of consent? Yeah. They're not forced to enter into any relationships with each other. It's all freely entered into. So we could say, okay, homosexuals and lesbians, just like heterosexuals, freely enter into these unions. Number two, faithfulness. Do we see that in uh, in the homosexual lifestyle? Uh, I've read one study at, uh, that says that the average homosexual in his lifetime has about 50 to 100 uh, partners in their lifetime, 50 to 100 partners, uh, and 99% of homosexuals have had sex with complete strangers in parks and in bathrooms. So that lifestyle doesn't lend itself to fidelity. Nope. The, the, the facts bear that out. So uh, 
or, or it, faithfulness is required for it to be a sacrament. It's easier to be faithful in a heterosexual marriage. Uh, and again, if somebody's not faithful, if they go to confession, they can get restored and, and return back into a state of grace. Promise never to do that again. But faithfulness, this is not something that's common amongst the homosexual community, as I just gave you the medical studies. Number three, fruitfulness. Here's where they, here's where they completely blow what Pope Paul VI calls marriage has to have a unitive and appropriative aspect. Fruitfulness. It is impossible for homosexuals or lesbians in these uni- these arrangements. It's impossible for them to to be fecund. In other words, no children can ever come from those unions. They're sterile unions. Yep. So they miss it on faithfulness. They miss it on fruitfulness. And the last one is forever. Uh, freely entered into free, faithful, fruitfulness, and forever. The Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he's insisted that marriage is indissoluble. It should only be abrogated upon death. And so when you look at when you look at homosexual, you know, so-called marriages and lesbian as well, you'll see, I read an article not too long ago that says that homosexuals, ever since they were able to get married according to the Supreme Court, in this, in this, these sham marriages, that they divorce at a higher rate oh, yeah. than heterosexuals by far. You can look that up on the internet, yeah. and you'll see that there's many articles that write that he- homosexuals divorce at a much higher rate than heterosexuals. So again, going back to Pope John Paul II's four Fs, uh, freely entered into. Okay, homosexuals. Yeah, I guess you know they can freely enter into those arrangements. They're not being forced to. Uh, uh, faithfulness. They fail on that account. Fruitfulness, they fail on that account. And forever, they fail on that account. So it can't be a sacrament. It goes against uh, divine law. And it, get, it goes against what God has clearly revealed through Scripture, Terry. Well said. And Jesse, I just want to remind everybody to go to paragraph 1601. It's called the Sacrament of Matrimony, Article 7. There's a great teachings of a catechism covering the marriage. Um, you know, what... The Celebration of the Marriage Mystery, Marriage in the Order of Creation, a Biblical Worldview. If you haven't read the Catechism in the section on marriage, do it now because we need people to be high-information Catholics. Yeah. And Jesse, what you've—actually, you've, you've actually, can people get—you you have some really good uh, recordings. Is it downloadable? Is it on your website? Can they get some of your marriage talks by downloading? Yeah, in fact, I, ha- I have uh, all my marriage talks. There's yeah. about uh, 15 hours in, in, in a in a, in a in a flash drive, but That's you can it. also get it through MP3 on my website. Yeah, I've got 15 hours of the sacrament of marriage, Excellent. and this is one of the this is one of the talks that I give. It's called the four F's of marriage, and I go deeper into it through Scripture. So, action items right now. We talked about calling your Republicans uh, uh, representatives in the Senate to have them uh, change their mind regarding this uh, this decision on the Marriage Act. On the disrespect for marriage, marriage act. Yeah. Now yeah. it was sixty-one to thirty-five, Jesse. So we're close because they have to have at least sixty yes votes. Uh, so I mean, we just have to turn. There's just a mm-hmm. I mean, one or two of these twelve rhinos that are Republican by na- yeah. by name and not by action. We got to convince those people to change their mind because the consequences of this, not only for the country, but for those people as an ch- act of charity to convince them to change their mind. Because you know what? At their exit interview, Jesse, all this comes back. Where did you vote on this? What did you do here? Uh, we're going to have the same thing. It's going to be a rerun of our life. And this is going to be a rerun of our life. What are we doing to stop this? 
We're going to be asked, I believe, Jesse, a lot of those questions at our own exit interview. And you know, Terry, it's uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, rest in peace. He says that Satan loves to take over politicians. Yes. And the reason he said that is he says, well, he says everybody is vulnerable to the work of Satan, but especially those who hold political office. That's a quote from Father Gabriel Amorth. And so, uh, yeah, it's... uh, it's it's because you become they they become filled with the sin of pride. Yeah, uh, they become narcissistic. They think that the world revolves around them. Yep, yep. Let me give some homework for married couples. Good. Okay, let me yeah. give you some uh, homework for married Excellent. couples to stay married for a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. There's a study that was done. It's in fact it's it's even it's it's even in a, a Psychology Today magazine. If you pray for your partner every day, yep. just once a day, say a still quick prayer for your partner. It pr- it promotes fidelity. Awesome. So there's a study. If you say a prayer for your partner every day, it uh, the studies show that praying for a partner actually reduces the likelihood of infidelity. It pr- promotes fidelity. Wow. Uh, another here's another a- so so action item. Say a hail mary or a memorari for your spouse every day. Just, Great just idea. for them. Great yeah, idea for them every day. Just second action item is uh, Dr. David Stoop from the National Association of Marriage Enhancement here in Phoenix. He did a report, a study and reported that when couples pray together on a daily basis, check this out, less than 1% of couples that pray together wound up getting a divorce. Incredible. This is a, a, this is a Dr. David Stoop, National Association of Marriage Enhancement. So, here, so here's the the uh, upshot of it. The action item: find either in the morning or in the afternoon <laughs> yep. or in the evening, but find at least one time a day where you're praying with your spouse together. And again, Doctor David Stoop says that less than one percent of couples who pray together on a daily basis end up getting a divorce. And I might recommend the Holy Rosary would be a great idea to pray with there your you family, go. your wife. Or the Divine Mercy. Divine yeah. Mercy, another great yep. one. Hey, yep. uh, Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? We're talking about that. The state of sanctifying grace. Let's do not live in a state of mortal sin. Let's become holy or die trying. And do not, Jesus Christ says, do not be afraid, only believe. Amen. And remember, Jesse quoted Our Lady today. He said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Step it up right now. We're in the fight of our life. Matter of fact, right after this show, Bishop Joseph Strickland comes on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And wow, I recorded that last week. It's a great show. You won't want to miss it. If you can't get it on your station, go to vmpr.org, download the free app, and you can hear all all of Bishop Strickland's shows. This is a bishop who's going to be on our Terry and Jesse show tomorrow to talk about sins of reparation for the sins and blasphemies against Holy Mother, the Church. So stay with us tomorrow. May God richly bless you and your family. Up next, Bishop Joseph Strickland.